0: Betches Media presents.
1: Ha ha, laugh funny.
0: Mention it
2: all, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who oh, gonna check me, bro? And Barry Rosenfeld. i need right. to start drinking alcohol. Now go to sleep, we.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Barry Rosenfeld. And it is, today is Friday. I thought yesterday (laughs) was Friday. um, I've fixed my timing. Um, I am coming to you fresh from waiting in line at the post office for 45 minutes this morning. What did you send that was that important? Okay, so I needed to buy stamps because I had to mail something and I realized I didn't have stamps in my home. Mm -hmm. so the problem with the post office is that they open at 8 a.m and they close at 5 p.m so everyone who has like a nine to five type job automatically goes when they open right and they're like so i get there at like 8 15 this morning because i didn't want to have to be you know super late to start the day Mm -hmm. and i was like the 12th person in line like 45 minutes and then of course because all I was doing was buying stamps it took me like 10 seconds once I got to the window
1: um, but you
0: know I listened to the new Taylor Swift album while I was in line so
1: Dylan they sell stamps at like CVS and all those other stores don't tell me that you I just <laughs> wait, for like, future wait, yeah like, at, at the action? counter yeah yeah like I'm sorry that like, happened to you today but you can avoid that like in the future it's not
0: It's not like when a bodega sells, like, loose cigarettes. Like, you can really buy stamps.
1: (laughs) Yes, like a pack of stamps. Yeah. So this is what I know in my old age that I can inform you on. So the good news about it is is that you got to listen to Taylor's album while doing so. So you killed two birds with one stone. And was it the best morning of your fucking life? Um, I was still at the post office.
0: So I'm going to... I'm going to give a wishy-washy maybe, (laughs) but I do really, the the album is good. It's, she did a good job. Guys,
1: guys, they, they are like pumping it up that it, that like she was born to write this album. And listen, (laughs) as a massively huge Taylor Swift fan, I do have to say that no matter when she comes out with an album, they always say like she just each album they say is like better than the next, which is. The lyrics to this one. All of her, oh no, my dog. All of the lyrics like to all of her albums are insane and well thought out, but this.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good album. It's, it's much more stripped down than what she's done recently. I um, I would love to hear like one of the housewives do a cover of one of the songs, maybe. I feel like that could be really fun. Like a countess cover of Cardigan. Or housewives
2: something? cover
1: it's not what we
0: need what if all of the housewives that have ever released a song got together and each did a song for a taylor swift cover album that would be i wouldn't
1: um i guess like i can like sheena shay for that
0: but love story probably no
1: no (sighs) (laughs) no Um, i
0: don't yeah probably not a good idea um (laughs) So, <laughs> today, we, of course, have an episode of Real Housewives of New York to talk about. Um, so, we finally got to Ramona's um, birthday coming out, 63rd, 50 Girlfriends party. Um, but, of course, we have some stuff to get to before we get there. But, oh, that party. Um, okay,
1: so Like, what?
0: We see... So, first of all, we see Ramona has Leah at the walkthrough for her party because after Sonia and Dorinda were embarrassing her at the showroom in Long Island, she can't trust them to do the walkthrough.
1: But she used them for
0: the photo for. Oh, of course, because they have more Instagram followers. Um, I can't. (laughs) It's funny because Ramona's acting like she has to have one of her good girlfriends there to do the walkthrough and Leah is just being, like, subbed in, and it's like, you could just go to that. Like, you don't need to bring some friends. Yeah, friend.
1: also, that party looked like one of the most boring yes. situations of my fucking life. Okay, so it's, it wasn't, it's, um, it's nothing bad to have a party with your girlfriends, but something like that should have either been a luncheon or, like, a cocktail hour vibe, like, Oh, all these women are single. So, like, on a Saturday night, they're going to want to, like, go out and party and find men. That's what they want to do. They're just as bad as men. They want to find men.
0: It looked like a women's networking event. (laughs) Because everyone's just, everyone was in their cocktail attire, just standing around mingling, yeah, in in little small groups chatting with each other. The
1: venue just didn't look the part for, like, Scarpetta is Scarpetta, I get it, but, like, The room was almost, like, too big. Like, it just didn't look... The lights were all on. Like, it didn't look
0: warm. It looked like where you would have your, like, high school track team banquet at the end of the season. Yes,
1: but the most important thing she had there was, like, a licorice tree. Oh, God. Like, what? Like, that's what she needed? Like, what the whole thing was a mess also her dress was pink it wasn't red in my opinion <laughs> it was opinion. definitely
0: like a like a raspberry color yeah
1: like it wasn't red it wasn't fire engine red but that But besides the point whatever okay
0: so um <laughs> scrolling up in the chat a little bit we have luann and sonia who go to the fortune society which is seems like a really great organization yeah they help rehabilitate people who have spent time Um, incarcerated and it's kind of like they're at a meeting where people are sharing their experiences and some there are some really you know people who have been through a lot and so -hmm. this man shares his story that he spent 30 years in prison and you know it's that's a that's a really rough story Luann is crying and then after that it's Luann's turn to share her story and as we all know Luann spent one night in jail in Palm Beach. Well, she refrained from
1: saying how long she spent in jail.
0: Right. So she says that she knows what it's like to have shackles on your feet and that it really, you know, forces you to rethink everything. And it was, honestly, it was painful to watch.
1: No, listen, I actually don't, I I get it. Like I, she doesn't have the same experience in the same story as the people that were there, that they're there for a reason. She isn't, she has her shit together, which is, so that was unfortunate to watch that like, but it was nice that she was there and sharing, but she, she's not uh, like, it didn't, what happened to them didn't happen to her. So she you can't compare, it's like really right. apples and oranges. So but Leah and Andy both said like they thought it was gonna be like, oh my God, oh my god, but then it turned out to be like pretty nice. Like they were there for it her, was... she was there for them. But yeah, like she didn't say that she spent one day in jail after some a man just said he spent 30 years in jail like that. That's hard to listen to. And these people are humans, you know, and so they're I trying think, to get back on their feet. Yeah.
0: Overall, I think that it definitely the intent was nice and i think overall the scene was still you know a nice yeah she's gesture, sending whatever. them to a
1: spa she's taking the women to a spa she's and like, apparently Ladies. more people raised their hand than she thought so she goes okay i'm going to have i'm going to have to go back for a second trip i was like Luann, did you think two people were going to be like yeah i'll do a spa day like they're all going to want to including the men the men were i like, think she
0: thought I think she thought only the women were going to be excited about the spa day and all the guys were like, I'll take a massage. He
1: literally was like, I'll have to come back. And the guy was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you'll
0: have, you better come back. Um, Okay, so one topic that we see kind of coming up, I feel like we haven't addressed much of Sonia's kind of personal life drama, whatever that's happening this season. And we see that she is kind of struggling right now, especially because- she needs to find someone new to rent the townhouse. And
1: girlfriend just got a seventy-five thousand dollars facelift uh, last month or two months ago. So you know what? I can't really like cry for her struggle of not getting a renter for the townhouse for fifty k a month. But I do. I. It's I like what love- Josh Flagg said a few weeks ago. She should have years ago paid someone to re gut the place. redo it and then she would have had no problem she's do it she it's a listen it's a it's a it's a mental thing she's one with this townhouse so she kind of is avoiding it she's pushing it to the side this could have been done and taken care of and
0: i would so love for sonia to just sell that townhouse and get it out of her life and just take the money and run But now she just said recently that it's rented again. I believe it's still on the market. And I mean, God knows how much work that place probably needs. That
1: place is in such bad shape for what it should be, for what it, you know, what it is and what it should be. The upkeep for something like that is crazy. And she never did. So there's, you know, it's so funny. So her toilet was leaking apparently for days. And she said if she was there, she would have caught it. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have just randomly gone to the basement and seen, like, your toilet flooding. But (laughs) there's so much shit in that townhouse. I can't even, like, gives me anxiety just watching, looking at it.
0: It's interesting, though, because then Dorinda is basically saying that she feels like Sonia has a sadness and she's worried for Sonia. And it's kind of like, Dorinda, what are you... What are you going through? I don't feel like you're <laughs> really the one to be like, hmm, Sonia seems sad because yeah, if, because like, Dorinda, if you
1: compare it, it's like the same exact scenario.
0: Dorinda's whole, yeah, Dorinda's whole storyline, if you could call it that, this season has been that she's sad <laughs> about, she's like stressed about the house in the Berkshires and she's sad about being alone and she's processing mm-hmm. stuff with Richard and it's like okay, so you're so, essentially in yeah. the exact same situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um also, I'm not knocking Sonia's facelift. She looks fucking incredible. And I can't even take oh, yeah. it. So but I'm just saying like you can't like, you know, pick and choose she looks, your
0: she finances. looks phenomenal. And honestly, in the the before and after shots, it is definitely a noticeable difference. It's oh on my her god. Instagram, if you haven't seen. But it's it's a notable it's a noticeable difference, but it looks she really does just look refreshed and mm-hmm. smoothed out, but it's mm-hmm. not, I will um, just use one Vicki Gunvalson as a comparison where every time she's gotten work done to her face, and it has been a few times now, it doesn't come out quite right.
1: That's because you have to doctor shop for something like this. It's your face that we're dealing with and you can't go to someone who is just practicing. Okay. Like you got to (laughs) like really look into that. But anyway, um, so we finally, we finally get to Ramona's birthday bash and were you not dying at the friend count they were doing each person that came in and said hello they were naming the friend and I was I was like bravo so bravo bravo that, is, that was funny
0: that's what it, okay so sometimes <laughs> friends, shows, seven <laughs> friends seven through
1: nine seven
0: sometimes <laughs> it shows the editors try to have fun and it is a little bit much or it comes across a little hokey or like corny but this was the perfect like (laughs) just a a touch of shade but also just because Ramona has talked to so many people she's talked to all of the women in the group she's talked to Avery and Mario now about how she has these 50, 50 good girlfriends and it was truly such a good touch.
1: Even Avery was like, no, you don't.
0: <laughs> Avery and Mario both thought it was ridiculous. And Avery's like, you don't talk to 50 women.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know what? Let her live within that aspect. But I think it's so crazy because we've said this before. If Ramona is not the center of attention. If Ramona's not the one that's drunk, if she's not the one starting the drama, then it's a problem for for whoever's doing such. But I did think it was crazy that she, like, asked Leah beforehand what she was wearing. Like, she's so inappropriate when it comes to yeah. Leah that, like, I... It is nuts. Like, she... She's not, quote-unquote, hazing like they usually do in the first season. She's, like, actually being, like, nasty and, like, disrespectful.
0: And the thing with Leah is that So far, what we've seen on the show, it's way more Ramona, if she's going to be concerned about anything, should be concerned about if Leah gets too drunk and her behavior, not what she's wearing. Leah is not the kind of person who usually shows up in some, you know, skimpy little outfit that's not really classy. Like, I don't think that's been an issue a single time.
1: Out of the women, Leah actually followed the dress code last night, which, <laughs> by the way, I was dying because Sonia did not. Sonia goes, at my age, I'm not wearing black. I'm wearing sparkles with my tits out. Like, And she did, and she did.
0: I noticed that the second... So the dress code was supposed to be everyone in black and then Ramona in red. And Ramona's explanation for this was that a lot of her friends are petite and blonde. So you're at the party and people are like, where's Ramona? Where's Ramona? And you can see me because I'm in red.
2: And it's like... I can't.
0: It's such a ridiculous theme. (laughs) But then...
2: Also, you're 63.
0: The second they show Lou and Sonia in the car on the way together and neither of them are wearing black, I'm like... Oh, this is this is. I would good.
1: I would totally do that too. Like, or I, but I would let the person know. Like, even recently, um, my friend for her thirtieth, she had like a social distance party, and she was like, everyone wear pink, and I was like, I'm just letting you know, like, I don't own. I'm literally wearing black right now. Like, I don't own pink, and she was like, Oh my god, no, it's no problem. It was just like a fun thought, but like. If you look in the room, it does look nice, but like, come on, these women in their 60s, they don't need to be in a themed party. Like no one needs to be told what to wear unless it's Halloween.
0: Fun story. When I was in middle school, there was this party in like eighth grade that all the cool kids went to. I did not go, but I heard all about it. <laughs> um, and the whole thing was that this, so like two girls were throwing the party and okay. it was a situation where everybody wore black and then- the girl the like main girls wore white and they got to choose which people were allowed to wear white at this party and so it was all this drama (laughs) of like this person was told they could wear white but she wasn't and she's now she's like crying at lunch because she doesn't get to wear white to the party oh boy yeah, it's classic middle school shit. Um, we had a lot
1: of themed parties in middle school and high school, too, hence what we're saying right now. Middle school and high school.
0: <laughs> the, see, you the, in, see, what,
1: see the difference here?
0: <laughs> while you were in high school, I am in quarantine. Right? <laughs> Trying to make but, it um, in this economy. <laughs>
2: HoneyLove.com/mia. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. HoneyLove.com/mia. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love.
1: But they, the girls. Uh, sorry, something we also have to call out is when Leah walks in. Oh my! I I my jaw dropped. Leah went to go say hello to Ramona. Ramona saw her you cannot tell me you cannot swear by that you cannot do anything to tell me that Ramona did not see Leah she saw her and blatantly ignored her and had Leah standing there looking like a schmuck like and how bad not once but twice was Leah trying to look at the camera and 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 give eyes to the camera.
0: And this was not not 30 minutes in the episode after we saw Ramona having Leah at the walkthrough, mm-hmm, saying that mm-hmm. Leah's her protector for the party and that she's going to be the one to make sure everything goes smoothly and acting like Leah is her best friend, her soulmate, her sister. And she then uses all of sudden, people. She's fully ignoring her. And so, of course, Leah wants to go get drunk, as would most people in that situation. And... Right. So Leah's having a good time and Sonia gets there and she is pretty much immediately um, I would Wasting. say stirring stirring it up. Um, she's the stirs the drink and the drama apparently because she is immediately badmouthing Ramona at her own party talking about how oh my good girlfriends, oh, these are my friends, oh look at all these people I know I know them for 20 years, Ramona wouldn't know these people if not for me and I love Sonia. I I definitely, I think she has a point, but it's like, just keep it together. I know. Also like,
1: yeah, just like stop talking about it. I think Sonia's just bitter in this situation because she, she doesn't like that Ramona calls these women her friends when Sonia, Leah said this last night, when Sonia's been a good friend to Ramona. So Ramona just picks and chooses who is her good friends. But yeah, Sonia, just like enough. Like we, we know you're the, one that put it all together, but like stop talking about it.
0: So then things kind of go to shit when Ramona gets this Gucci bag from some of her Was it Gucci?
1: I didn't even see I couldn't even see. They all were like, yeah, pocketbook's ugly anyway.
0: (laughs) So she goes over to Sonia and Luann and Dorinda to show them her new bag. And Sonia My girlfriend's
1: got this for me.
0: Sonia's wasted and they call the purse ugly and and then all of a sudden we're just full drunk everyone's dancing and by dancing I mean that Sonia is up on the table breaking some No, no,
1: no Leah is grinding on on Luann. And then behind Leah comes Dorinda. Behind Dorinda comes, comes Elise. Elise. Like it's a whole train. All these women are having so much fun, just like dancing. And then Ramona sees this and automatically tells Leah she's dancing like a stripper. Meanwhile, there's four women that are grinding on each other. So it was like crazy. And then, but no, it was, and then it was Ramona's sister, Tanya, that came Tanya. over and was like, stop. And and it was Like, Ramona got embarrassed, but, like, these women were dancing, having fun, and then all hell breaks loose, and her and Leah start fighting, and then Sonia does her little Irish jig on the glass
0: table. Well, before that, Sonia was also, like, humping the bar.
1: (laughs) By herself.
0: She was freaking it over there by herself, as she's wont to do. But so Ramona goes to get the producers. She is saying that the producers need to come they need to shut it down where is production and then Ramona Singer says I'll fucking quit the show right now. And I the I okay I tweeted this last night and I got a mixed response which is not surprising to me but I said would Ramona quitting the show be that much of a loss at this point like even I don't know. <laughs> I don't hate Ramona but it's like this is not her show the way it Used to be, and it's like, right, careful what you wish for because, like, they might not bring you back next season.
1: I, I, I love that. Like, what you just said, like, what kind of open threat is that? Goodbye, like, goodbye, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not like
2: with this, Teresa, current season we're watching, it's not like Teresa
1: quitting Jersey, right. they'd be like, no,
0: <laughs> with the current season we're watching, I get it because with Tinsley leaving, they're only a hand, they're they mm-hmm. already have a small cast, you know, it's. That would be bad. But looking to next season, it's like, if Ramona feels invincible like that, it's kind of like, maybe it's time. I don't, I, it's too soon for me to make like full, you know, casting decisions in my mind of like who should and shouldn't come back. But I don't think Ramona's in the place that she was in a few years ago where it's unimaginable that she would not be on the show.
1: Well, considering Leah is the young new housewife and and, ha- and is having a good season and good feedback, so they might yes. actually do a full, you know, revamp. So by you saying that also, why did you have an actual hissy fit? Because Noam is dancing so, with you at your party?
0: It was so odd. And the thing is, like, I understand in her mind that she thinks that because all of these other women that she's friends with are there, that it should be this classy event and she doesn't want drama, blah, 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 blah. I get that in her mind. But the thing is, you are clearly, uh, you clearly signed up to have this whole thing filmed for the show. You Mm -hmm. invited the whole cast. You know that that's what's going to happen. If you really wanted it to be... This casual chill party, she would have did what she had last year, where it was a luncheon and the cameras weren't there and most of the cast wasn't there.
1: Right, nobody stopped her. In all no honesty, up. they were just dancing. Like Sonia, if anything, was the one that was causing the issue. Like they were just <laughs> dancing, like they were supposed to. But you're right. Like she, her friends is one thing. The show is another. She had the show there, so
0: right. I unless it's unless it's an event where it's like for charity or there are kids involved or something. If you have the Real Housewives cameras come to film at a party Mm -hmm. and the whole cast is there, there's probably going to be some shit that goes down. That's kind of the whole point.
1: Yeah, so next week, apparently, she does something that's, like, unforgivable, which I'm excited to see because I actually don't know what they're talking about or what it is. No.
0: We've actually had... It's funny because compared to Beverly Hills, where we've heard so, so much about what goes on this season and we're just kind yeah. of seeing the specifics now, I feel like we know almost nothing about storylines on New York for the rest of the season, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, it is. So, um, but yeah, stay we'll be in Mexico tuned. starting next week. Sadly, not in real life, but. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I Do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z O L A.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1 800 Discover to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Quickly, let's um, chat about Below Deck Med a little bit. This, this I feel like this is. Oh my God. Is, Heating up, we have Jess who only has one arm. We have Kiko (laughs) She has one
1: hand. One (laughs) finger is broken.
0: (laughs) We have Kiko who God love him is not knocking it out of the park right now.
1: This entire charter is just messy. Like I was having a panic attack just watching it. Nothing is going right. And then it, it makes your like heart race because if you're paying this much money that these people are for like two three days the service should be immaculate and you know what when captain sandy gets involved which now she is and it's not often she is pissed and it seems to me and that her and the charter guests that hannah has actually like checked out and she's not the bossy Chiefs do that she once was. And I don't know if it's something going on, if she just doesn't care, if she can't stand her crew, but like it's showing. Did you feel that way?
0: Yeah, I think if I had to guess, I would say that going into this past season, she probably knew it was going to be her last Uh one. And it's been, I mean, for the last few years, she hasn't worked on boats other than when they're filming the show. And so I have a feeling she kind of told herself, okay, I'll go back for one more, whatever, make my money, get out right but that it's the kind of job where it's not an easy job to just stick it out for the eight weeks of the season that is a brutal I mean you're working long days it's hard physical work you have to deal with demanding guests and Mm -hmm. you know different personalities in the crew and so I think we saw that a little bit with Kate Chastain this past season on regular Below Deck that it's like When you know that you are kind of over it and ready to be done, it's really hard then to go back and actually commit to doing another season.
1: If you were to choose a chief stew to work for, who would it be? Kate or um, Hannah?
0: Oh, I love Hannah. I'm a Hannah. I'm
1: Kate. I'm Kate. I would be Kate. I
0: I love Kate. Like, Kate's very fun on the show, but Hannah, I feel like, I like, I I don't know. I love Hannah.
1: I I feel that these... uh, guests when you are aboard these yachts you don't you form some sort of like bond with the um the cast I should say but they do they take care of you 24 yeah. 7 so this is not to sound obnoxious in any way although it could if you're there and they know me by now and I'm like I know I'm gonna be tipping them and they know they're expecting a tip when I wake up in the morning like you should have my coffee waiting like you should it's pretty have bad. my yeah, it, it, it was thing, not good. It's one day.
0: thing to not have like every pastry imaginable and a whole yeah. spread of whatever, but it's like you're, the guests are going to want coffee. Like the guests right. are going to order they eggs. They went
1: back it's- and forth three times and still didn't take the, the order. I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. But Chef Kiko too, I'm a little nervous for him. I feel like he's on the outs. Like he's not, dude, you're a chef. We've seen this every single season though with the chef. What are you doing? Your your job is to cook
0: meals. I almost wonder sometimes, I would love to know like the full production like playbook because I feel like sometimes it seems like they tell them, okay, like this charter mess up a little bit. <gasps> I don't.
1: imagine they give them a discount
0: (laughs) because the thing is it seems like every season there's like one or two charters kind of in the middle of the season where things are kind of just sloppy and i mean yeah uh, i know what you're saying their jobs are for sure difficult i'm not saying like i would be able to do better but it seems like it's in the best interest of the show for them to have kind of like rocky yeah patches. like imagine if
1: they had perfect charters for eight weeks like it would be like um okay this is boring but Heavy um imagine going going, oh my god stop you're so good imagine going to a restaurant though and the chef being like oh shoot forgot to make like your i ordered like chicken and they just gave me like shrimp and the chef was like oh shoot like sorry i'm like well that's sorry. not what i ordered the guy last week was like, I literally said no pasta, and he got a plate of pasta with vegetables. Like, what? That doesn't happen by mistake.
0: You like, know, you just said no pasta, and now I'm thinking you're gonna about have pasta.
1: pasta. You're gonna have pasta for lunch.
0: Probably not <laughs> for lunch. Maybe later. Pasta. I'm like, um, I, no matter how long we are at home, I still cannot get down with like cooking myself lunch. Like, I'll I'll like still in one of our home for like the next year. <laughs> you know. I can have like hummus or like throw together a quesadilla or something, but it's like I don't want to cook in the middle of the. I'm bit. sorry,
1: throwing together a quesadilla is like pretty impressive. Maybe you should take Chef Kiko's job. That's like serious. I can just throw together a quesadilla. You have to have the ingredients. You have to have the shit. Like it's not just making yeah, okay. pasta. You know,
0: I'm impressed. <laughs> I think you're thinking of a fancier quesadilla than my thrown together one would be. Like, you're right. I'm you're right. Like. Cheese and a tortilla.
1: <laughs> You're right. Wait, guys, really quick, because we didn't, it wasn't that exciting and we just didn't touch upon it as Million Dollar Listing LA this week. I just want to say congrats to Josh and Heather Altman because they announced the birth of their baby this episode. Yes. Little also, Ace, which is funny because he turned one this week in oh. real life.
0: Oh wow. So I didn't realize the, they filmed that long ago. is
1: that crazy to put in perspective also, how long ago they filmed?
0: Congrats to Tracy Tudor, who apparently sold her home already which I expected that to be way more drawn out and good for her. Well, got, and
1: also congrats to Tracy for looking like a fucking smoke show in real life. Like, are you kidding? I'm going to you know, try to trade a trainer also.
0: Looking hot, selling her home for like $21 million. Maybe you guys yeah, didn't really have it all.
1: it was kind of crazy. She put it on the market for 24. I think they gave like a $19 million offer and she countered what she got it for, $21 million. I was like, all I right, think she not said too shabby. Like,
0: yeah, I... Wish those were my kind of problems.
1: <laughs> Imagine. But we still didn't see Frederick, which I'm upset about. Like, I hope this wasn't like a one and done ordeal because I'm not done with that.
0: It's weird that they kind of like teased him like two weeks ago now. And then just like he hasn't been around. But whatever. We'll see. We are going to be doing the Shah's reunion part two on Monday. We are going to have Yay. an episode, which is going to be very fun. Real quick before you go, Barry, who's your number one Bravo Eleven? in the group? We have so many shows to choose from today.
1: I know. I Okay. My number one this week is Sandy because she gets involved when she needs to be and she gets it done. And you can tell she does like not fucking around and she's going to do what she needs to make these charter guests happy.
0: You know, it's not good when Sandy goes, and now I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> That's like her favorite thing to say. <laughs> and we, she says it so show, gently. And now I'm pissed off. Um, my number one, I'm going to get, I'm going to, we'll say Sonia because I feel like she's going through it a little bit. And also the shot of her dancing on that mirror tray and shattering it is just burned in my brain in the best possible way.
1: Like that was like bad.
0: I mean, it was bad. I'm not saying it's like I support it. Um, Okay, okay guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe wherever you're listening. And follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and join our Facebook group, Bravo by Betches to get in on the conversation. Have a great weekend.
1: Have a good weekend.
0: Batches.